And Christmas was a day when a big announcement was made. And everyone had to take note that something unique was happening in the world. We live in a world where there are very important people. And if you are in doubt, be sure you are not traveling the same direction in which they are traveling. Because it doesn't matter whether you are a taxpayer or not. You may be asked to move to the side of the road where it is unlawful for them to pass. And if you venture to stand in their way, they can change your sleeping place. Recently, I saw one that I couldn't believe. And I, because I didn't know who was in it. It was a car that did not have one of the numbers that you recognize. It didn't have the usual motorcade. But all kinds of people were driving in front of this vehicle. And it passed the wrong side of the road. And I was wondering whether it was safe to drive and confront him. But my better sense told me, please, give way. And after I gave way, I asked, who is this? Who is this? And I was told who he was. And I realized he's an important person in Ghana. Because in Ghana, there are too many important people who do not obey the laws. Sometimes the laws that they make themselves. Now, I share all of these things to say that if God is God and God wants to enter into history, it will not be one of those announcements that you can take casually, like come to the airport to come and collect day-old chicken. It only matters to those who are poultry farmers, but for most of you who have nothing to do with poultry except eating it, that announcement has no significance for you. It is one of those frustrating and th times of church service when people make announcements. After the announcement is made, they call and say, Pastor, what did they say? When was the funeral? What day is the offering? When is the thanksgiving? Who is dead? Because they were not listening. The announcement did not concern them. But this announcement of the Savior coming to the world, God made sure that everybody heard it from that time up to this time. And we continue to celebrate it. And if there's anybody who has not heard the announcement, it's either because you have not told them or because they are behaving like a group of people who were there when the shepherds went and told them what was happening. The Christmas story is a beautiful story. And for many this year, we have embarked on a, a journey of trying to read one chapter of Luke a day, beginning from December 1st. So by December 25th, you will know what Luke said, or the gospel according to Luke from chapter 1 to 24. And then come 25th, when there's no drumming, you can dance. When there's no singing, you can say hallelujah. Because you know the story of Christmas. It will not be one of those days when nobody gives you food, or you are giving cassava to eat, and you cry. Necessity compels a man to eat cassava on Christmas Day. Because now you know the essence of Christmas. Christmas is a time to truly wonder about the gift of God. It's a time when God entered history. And it's a time when God did a lot of miraculous things. In Luke's gospel alone, chapter 1, from verse 1 to 24, there were 10 different things that the Lord did. 10. I'll just mention them and then dwell on four or five of them. And then you begin to marvel at what God did on Christmas to announce the birth of his son. There was a miraculous taxation. Then that has implication. Then there was a shocking birth of his child in a manger. 
Even up to today, it's a mystery. Somebody can be so poor or so deprived that they are born in a manger. Never mind. There are some who are born in cars and born by roadsides. Thirdly, there was an appearance of real angel. It was not just appearance of angel, but they appeared to people who everybody thought was not, were not religious and nobody minded them. The fourth one, the spectacular appearance of heavenly beings. If you think your choir can sing well, then you haven't heard that heavenly choir. At best, these are apprentices. But the greatest, they don't use this type of instruments. And they are sung, you cannot duplicate them. But God is waiting for all of you to join that heavenly choir. Hallelujah. They met and they sang. Then we saw the excited shepherds who decided to leave their sheep behind. Sheep that they will not leave behind. Sheep that they will fight any armed robber to kill. Something happened. And they said, let's leave the animals here and go and see whether this story is true or not. Something happened to change this paternalistic shepherds to be inquisitive investigators of the story they were told by the angel. It's a miracle in itself. And then when they saw, oh, they were so excited that they went about telling everybody, we have seen, we have heard. And they look at them, and as they say, in Akan, look at these dirty people. They are smelling. How can these smelling people tell us good news? People are just looking at them. Maybe they are not correct up there. But they were too excited for anybody to ignore them. Another miracle that was happened. Mary was just standing there. I mean, she had heard enough from the angel. But for these people to come from the field, looking for all these and saying those things to her, she just started and said, hey, here too, me too, again, this is incredible. Think about it. Then, the child was born. They had to go and make a sacrifice. And God himself named the child. And the child was given a name that even those in the temple, the old prophet and the prophetess said, "Mm -mm, this one is different. I can go on and on and on and on. But for the sake of brevity, let me just take five of them and unpack them. The first one was the unusual timing and the taxation. God proves to us with this strange announcement that he is the owner. Of history. As some say in English, history is a story. At the time Jesus was born, his country was a colonial place being ruled by a foreign government. Caesar was ruling from Rome. At the time he was born, his parents lived in Nazareth. The mother was pregnant and they had no plans to travel with a fully pregnant woman. According to those who are pregnant, if you can travel, you can travel. But to seven or eight months or nine months to travel without the luxury of an ambulance or a car is an impossible task. So they had no plans. But what did God do? God caused somebody, Augustus Caesar, who was ruling far in Rome, to make a decree that everybody must go to his hometown by a certain date, and be counted in a census. I think March next year, there will be a census in Ghana. And some will go, some will not go. 
Recently, there was, uh, there was an election, district election. I was an observer. I met some. I said, what? go where and vote for what? what? What am I going to get out of it? After all, Ghana is not compulsory. But hello, I have news for you. When Augustus Caesar said, everybody must go, everybody went. He didn't say whether you, are, you, you have no, no house to live in, whether you are pregnant or whatever. He said, go. And the other was go. And therefore, Joseph and Mary went. Hello. God moves in the affairs of men. And they had to go there because the prophecy had been in Genesis that the scepter shall not depart from Judah. That was a prophecy that Jacob gave to his child. That the prophecy is that the scepter, the kingship, will not depart from Judah. No. But the child of Judah to be born, where was he going to be born? It means he must be born in Judah. But it wasn't physically possible. The prophecy has said in Micah chapter 5 verse 2, that that child must be born in Bethlehem, Judea. But this child was far away in Galilee, in Nazareth. The decree made it possible. Friends, what God has destined about you, the Christmas story says that he can rewrite history. He can orchestrate all events to be sure that his plans are executed. Don't play with God. Worship him and serve him. That is the first miracle of Christmas. Well, Joseph went and went with the family. And the second thing that happened, we see that God was trying to make an announcement for us to see that he's no respecter of persons, that we are all made in the image of God. It is on earth that we make a distinction. You are from this, you are that, you are educated, you are not educated, you are fat, you are small, you are short, you are Indian, you are Australian, you are Ghanaian, you are Chinese, and therefore this. No. God decided that this child who will be born will just be born according to the normal rules of nature. So, the father obviously didn't have an address, a home in Bethlehem. He didn't come on time. All the hotels were booked. When people saw him, they saw him as an ordinary man with an ordinary woman who was looking for accommodation that he couldn't afford and he didn't have. There was no way he was going to flaunt his authority and say, do you know what I am carrying? They would not even have believed him anyway. Do you know who I am? Like some tried to remind us. They had nobody to remind. I'm sure Mary was saying, no. Joseph was saying, Lord, these are all your promises. You see, there are some servants of God who have been given so much promise by God that their heads are so swollen that they are swollen than the biggest watermelon you've ever seen. Humility is not part of their language at all. No. Condescension is not at all. Waiting for God to come through for them at all. No. They have to make an announcement for everybody to know and to see that they are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings in their little corner. Not so. If I were God sending my son, certainly, minimum, in a hospital, if not in a palace. But you see, he came to be born in a manger. Friends, what are you enduring for the sake of the Lord? What are you saying? As for me, I can't take it. As for me, do you know who I am? Yes, 
you are of more noble birth than your Lord Jesus Christ. And may he have mercy on you and translate his humility to be your portion today. The miracle of Christmas. But the third thing we see is the unbelievable appearance of angel of an angel to these shepherds. <laughs> As I said, shepherds were not regarded highly by the Jews because they kept animals. You know, the Eastern people, they have a ritual. Before you pray, you have to clean yourself. I traveled some time ago with uh, some Muslim brothers to uh, somewhere to go and do some mission. And I had some languages that I had never heard properly. When it was time to pray, then they would ask you, do you have purity? The word they use, I won't use it. Do you have purity? Some would say yes. Some would say no. And all those who don't have the purity, they'll go and do ablution before they come and pray. And I said, oh, if that's the way to pray, me, I can pray anytime, anywhere. So when it's time for them to pray, I just go and sit down and pray. They say, ah, you are free to pray anytime. I say, yes. Now, in the East, they don't do it like that. You wash, you clean, you must be pure, you must be this. And shepherds did not have time for all that luxury. No. They didn't have time. If the sheep say, ah, you attend to the sheep. If the lion is coming, you attend to the sheep. If the blood spills on you, you are contaminated seven days, 14 days, 21. So they did not appear where normal, ordinary human beings appear like this in church. They don't appear there. So they were forgotten. All that they were useful for is, look, we are going to have a sacrifice. Can you bring the sheep? Can you bring a goat? Can you bring this? How many kids do you have? They'll come and examine and look, look at the leg of this. You are not doing a good job. They treated them, even though they were their kin, like the worst of people. They had no value for them. Friends, do you feel people despise you because of the work you do, because of your tribe, because of your ascent? Christmas says that even these people are not off the radar of God. Hallelujah. They are not off. Remember what Peter saw. After Jesus had come and left, he gave them a command to cause everybody to hear the gospel. And these disciples were not about to execute that plan. Go and make disciples of all this, beginning from Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts of the world. They were not about to do that. And so, when he had a vision that somebody was telling him, eat and drink, they were telling God, God, I'm a Jew. I don't eat and drink anything that is unclean. Finally, God asked him to go and talk to Cornelius. And he went to Cornelius. He said, Cornelius, your prayers, your arms, have been answered by God. And Cornelius was looking at him. As Peter started praying for Cornelius, God surprised Peter. He suddenly started speaking in tongues. So what? What we who follow Jesus had to wait for in anticipation at the peril of our lives, this Gentile has been given to him free. So I can see that God is no respecter of persons. Hello. Peter did had not learned earlier that Christ, when he was coming, visited shepherds. The angel visited shepherds and announced it to them first. 
Whilst Peter was a fisherman, fishing, looking for money, some dirty people got the news before he got it. Friends, what is God telling you today? You may have come here today because somebody invited you. You may have been here because somebody said, oh, it's Christmas Day. You will be in church. You will appear on TV. Your news will be spread all over the place. But you see, that is not it. God has a bigger plan for your life. His, that men may despise you. They may write you off. But God has never written off anybody. And rejoice in his goodness. And we can go on. What happened? When the shepherds heard it, as I said, they decided to leave everything and go and check it out. You see, leaving everything, maybe you will not imagine it. I have here this small iPad that I use for preaching and teaching. It has a lot of information. And recently I went to a place, a pulpit side like this, and I left it because they gave me a prayer book to read. And by the time I went back, the priest had taken it. So I was looking at it. He said, oh, why? So uh, something happened here. I said, here? He said, what happened? So a priest was invited. He was praying like this. By the time he closed his eyes, lifted his hand, and put it down. And opened his eyes. The tablet was gone. He said, you mean somebody walked to the altar? He said, up to today, we cannot tell. So oh, I see. So people can still even in church. This is when even they were present. Now, I'm saying this, you see. There are people who like stealing sheep and goats. And I, what I don't understand about people stealing, particularly goats, is that goats are normally very notorious. But how people can steal five or ten goats and then they will get 20 years imprisonment. I don't understand it. But friends, if you were to go to the place where the sheep has no shepherd, the goat has no keeper, and there's nothing and the people are gone, what will you say, some of you? What will you say? Ah, God has made it happen. You will collect it because after all, stealing is taking something that doesn't belong to you. All these animals before they were domesticated were in the bush. So if you go to the bush, you see bush sheep, bush cow with no shepherd. What do you do? You take them. And when they, when they ask you, you say, nobody was there. Hello. That's how far back we human beings have deteriorated. Because in the past, if somebody knows that this belongs to you, it will be there for you to go and come. But now, they will make a conscious effort to steal it. The long and short of all I'm saying is that the shepherds who had no guarantee that thieves will not come, animals will not come to take their sheep and they will not be in trouble and or they will be certainly in trouble with the owners, with the landlords, left everything. Because of what the angel told them. For you, this day has been born in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the king, the one you are looking for. He said, what are you telling us? And in order to confirm it, angelic beings came and sang songs that they had never heard before. He said, let's go and check it out. Friends, when you hear things that surprise you, do you check them out? Do you find out whether they are true or not? 
We are developing some cultures as individuals and as a nation that is appalling. People hear things and without verifying, they pass on and on and on and on. Social media is a lie. But the truth about your life, your salvation, the God who loves you, who cares about you, we are so reluctant to share those ones. Of course, they say, if dog bites dog, no news. But if a man bites a dog, it's news. So when you get those things, you don't think it's your Christian responsibility to check it. That's why we are corrupt. We are immoral. Because we celebrate bad things and we don't rejoice with those who are rejoicing. May Christmas remind us that we should have the truth. We should check out things and find out whether they are true or not. And that's what the shepherds did. And they went there. You could have been there with them. You see, God made it possible for those shepherds because it wasn't possible. They were not going to the temple to worship. They wouldn't have allowed them. They were unclean. They were not going to the palace. At the entrance, the security guards would say, these are security threats. They could not even pretend that they would rent a room there. They didn't have the money. They had no change of clothing. But because the child was born where animals live, where the smell, where the urine, everything was home with them. They felt at home with him. Christmas means God came down lower than your level. Hello? Lower, lower than your level. If you don't go to heaven, don't blame Jesus. He came down lower and they just cherished it. They danced around. Others came with gifts. But what gift did the shepherds come with? What did they come with that day? When you read that account, what did they come with? What? They came with their lives. They came at the peril of their lives. Hello. This is some wise people came with what? Frankincense, gold, and men. And they gave, left it there, and went. But these people, if they had gone back and the ship had been stolen, you know what would happen to them? When your driver doesn't make sales one week and he comes, what do you tell him? Park the car. Is that not what you tell him? They came with their very lives at the risk of everything because of a great announcement. Friends, Christmas story is a powerful story. But we hear it so often that unfortunately, familiarity breeds contempt. We don't even think about it. So, to have a little bit of recap and application and conclusion. Let me look at a few things that the shepherds did. Or the lesson we learned from the shepherds. The great announcement that was made to the shepherds, it was personal. The angel said it specifically. This is good news for you. They did not expect to hear any songs in the night. They did not expect any angel appearing before them. We are surprised that angels were chosen to receive the greatest of all announcements. We should have expected it to happen elsewhere. But can you imagine it? They were chosen because God's word is still true. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 to 29, we are told, God often chooses humble things for his grand purposes and ordinary people to do extraordinary deeds. 
Is he calling you? Is he choosing you? The good news is for you. It says God chose what is low and despised in the world. Even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are. And that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Hallelujah. No human being. But it was not only personal to them. It was universal. It was good news to you, but for all humankind as well, the angel said. You are only the beginning point. You see, the teachers tell us when you want to teach, you model something, or you experiment something, then when it works, you go and tell others. Yeah. God knows because he's a master teacher. The fact that it was universal does not contradict the fact that it was personal. When you have accepted and you have left it and it's working, now you can go and tell all people. It was personal in impact, but universal in scope. All people were to have the opportunity to respond individually and personally to a God who loves them individually and personally. And later on, Jesus Christ himself will say in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that, what? Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So it is personal, but it is also universal for all people. And let me ask you, have you received him? Sometimes you hear people saying, this is the white man's religion. The white man brought it here. And I'm amazed. Those who say those things, they sound that with due apologies to we, the blacks, I'm not despising us. But those who say those things, they wear suits like this. They hold microphones like this. They watch TVs. They drive cars. They don't wear goat skin. They don't live in mud huts. And then when it comes to faith, they have a twisted logic and they try to confuse you. If you allow them to confuse you. Now why are you celebrating? Why are you a Christian? I'm telling you. Some of them you never know. They are believing unbelievers. And some of them. In their dark moments. You will not be there before they go. When they are on their deathbed. So Lord. I'm sorry. For misleading so many people. I confess and I repent. Have mercy on me. You see. I don't know what the thief on the cross did beside Jesus when he was on the cross. But he may have looked back and looked back. He had been a hero, a gangster. People followed him, followed him, followed him, followed him. Doing so many things. Finally, they caught him. He was on the cross. He said, ah, our boss is dead. What they didn't know was that when he was on the cross, he said, don't you fear God? Jesus, forgive me. And the Lord, out of his graciousness, said, this very day, you'll be with me in paradise. But I'm sure some of his foolish followers were there saying, you see, our master, hey, I'm telling you, he was so bad that even Rome crucified him with the best Jesus. So if you see two crosses, if you know the gang I belong to, we are the hell angels because our master was there. What did he know? So friends, he offers you an opportunity to make a decision for him. And I trust it's for all people. Thieves, liars, prostitutes, ignorant people included. Then it is for today. Today is born in David's city, a savior. Will you come to him? Perhaps Christmas 
And he's a savior. The one who is meant to save everybody. What people need then? They still need it now. What people were afraid of? He told them not to be afraid. The people who need him. And we all need him. That is what the great announcement is. A savior has been born. Who is Christ the king? When the angels said it, people looked at them thinking they were stupid. I hope you are not in that crowd today. Come to him. He has shown you over 2,000 years that his entry is different. Come to him. Come to him. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen.